1: Visit roberthalf.com today. We're talking closers to stash before the trade deadline and under-the-radar breakouts next on Fantasy Baseball Today in 5. Welcome to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5. I'm Chris Towers. here with Scott White, and we're doing a little mini mailbag for the uh, July 4th holiday. You'll be listening to this on Tuesday, July 5th. We'll be back with our normal programming on Wednesday, but for now, let's answer some questions from you, our listeners. Remember, fantasy baseball at CBSI.com if you ever want to get your emails answered on the show. We'll start off with one from Drew, who was looking into trading for Altuve to make a run in a keeper league where he can't be kept. So, this is all about rest of season value. And then Drew looked at his uh, Jose Altuve's Baseball Savant page and was kind of underwhelmed by what he saw. So the question is, how do you evaluate established players who may be aging but are still producing, even if the advanced metrics don't necessarily back it all up? Middling power, aging, or dead ball. Will Jose Altuve keep it up specifically?
0: Yeah, I think he'll keep it up because if... The, the thing is, if you looked at Jose Altuve's stat cast page last year or the year before that or year before that, you would have been underwhelmed as well. He's never been a guy who stood out in those specific metrics, which goes to show you that there's a lot that goes into a player being unproductive or productive or unproductive beyond just how hard he in, impacts the ball and those other things that has measure. I, I think it's, I, I do think it's, a, you know, Stackhouse has brought many great things to the table, but it, it is kind of a disappointment that sometimes player evaluation is reduced to just that. And it can tell mm-hmm. us a lot, but it can't tell us everything. And Altuve is a perfect example. He's had another productive year in spite of it, and uh, I expect it to continue.
1: Yeah, I, I think there's, there's a couple of easy things to look at with Jose Altuve and this question in particular. And one is, he's been top 10% in the league in, in WOBA three times during the StatCast era, which is now the past eight seasons. He's been top 10 percentile in expected WOBA one time. In those eight seasons. For his career during the uh, Stackhouse era, his Woba is 369, his expected Woba is 345. So he has consistently outperformed his expected metrics this year. He's 387 versus a 375 expected Woba. That's actually a really good expected Woba for what it's worth. Uh, last season, he was 25 points uh, north of his expected stats. 20, 2020 is actually the only season where he hasn't been ahead. And I think that's explainable by the fact that. He has a very pull-heavy swing, and especially when it comes to fly balls. And if you're going to get the most out of a limited power profile, the best way to do that is to hit the ball down the line because the ball doesn't need to fly as far. And if you've ever seen Houston's home park, you know that's especially true there where it's 315 down the line. So I think that helps explain why Jose Altuve is consensus number two second baseman in fantasy for, I believe, all of us and uh, someone that we have no problem trading for. For the rest of the season. Uh, next question from Mark: Do we know of any closers who are expected to be traded away within the next month? Trade deadline August second. Are there any relief pitchers who may take over the closer's role in the teams who are selling by the trade deadline? Not really.
0: Uh, there, there are a couple reasons for this. One, like just just the way the closer role and, and bullpen usage has evolved. There are still a lot of teams out there that still haven't narrowed down a closer to begin with, and it's generally some of the worst teams. And two, uh, the ones that have, there isn't a clear air. So they'd probably do a lot of mixing and matching after the guy's traded. I I think it's likely David Robertson is traded for the Cubs, and Rowan Wick filled in for him earlier, but Rowan Wick's numbers have gone awry lately, so I don't know that we can count on that continuing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Chris, you brought up a good one for the Orioles if they do trade Jorge Lopez. Uh, they they do have somebody whose numbers make him look like a pretty clear heir there, and that would be yeah,
1: Felix Batista.
0: Yes, yeah, who's that? Had
1: right? a sub two ERA. He's arguably been been the best reliever for the the Orioles and and filled in for a, a couple of saves with Lopez out earlier in the season.
0: Yep. So those would be probably the two that I expect to get traded, and, and Felix Batista. But you know, if you don't want to stash him for that reason, because you know This may not be the best way to pr- project saves. Like, you may look at somebody like Rafael Montero for the Astros just in yeah. case the, the guy ahead of him gets hurt. We know he would be the fill-in if that happened and he has good numbers otherwise. You see what's happened to the Braves bullpen recently with Kenley Jansen going down.
1: All right, and then finally, one under-the-radar breakout pitcher and hitter for the rest of the season. That one comes from Steven.
0: Yeah, so uh, I talked about him a lot, but they haven't delivered, especially lately, so they remain pretty widely available. Aaron Ashby is the pitcher. He didn't pitch well in his return from a forearm injury, and if if that's lingering, okay, it's obviously not going to work out, but I'm not ready to say that's the issue, and I think he has elite swing and miss potential. I I think he's just... has a superlative ground ball right up there with Fromber Valdez, and you just don't see that combination of skills very oft- often. It points to a high ceiling for Aaron Ashby. Also, Alex Kirilov, who was impacted by a wrist injury early this year for most of his rookie season last year as well. But the numbers he was putting up in AAA before this latest call-up suggest he's gotten past that, at least learned to manage it well enough that he can produce like he's capable. And though the numbers haven't been there since he got called up, His average exit velocity during that time is 92.8. That is elite. And I think it's still going to lead to big things for Kirillov in the long run.
1: All right, that's going to do it for Fantasy Baseball Today in five on Wednesday, on Tuesday, July 5th. Uh, For more, go to Fantasy Baseball Today, wherever you get your podcasts, and listen to the full episode right there. We'll see you next time. Bye.